welcome back to another episode of CATV Tech Talk. I'm your host, Drew, and we're here with our co-host, Jesse. How's it going, bud? What's up, dog? Oh, you know, living, living the American dream. Stuck, stuck in, oh, no, I can't say stuck. I was going to say stuck inside because of the freaking COVID crap, but nope, I'm blue collar, so I'm an essential. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, in this episode, we are going to talk about in-house burst contractor. Now, this is usually a uh, pretty uh, spicy conversation with, with the two, huh? Uh, yeah, man, like I think people get kind of offended on each side. You know, and they kind of bicker back and forth. But I think what we need to get out of this episode is that they're both one and the same. They're just paid differently, and really, they're treated differently. Yeah. And, and you know, you got a tech man that's like an in-house guy that's bitching over a contractor. He didn't run the drop, or he didn't he didn't replace that, that gold splitter in the attic. or what. Well, man, he's getting paid 30 bucks to do a triple play or whatever. He's not getting paid to really work his ass off, and he's probably doesn't have money to eat lunch so you kind of got to give these guys a little bit of a break you know what i mean and that's that's something i think we'll we'll get into here shortly yeah um we'll go over the advantages and disadvantages from being an in-house to a contractor what what me and you think about our our opinion of contractors um the benefits that in-house techs have to succeed that contractors don't i mean maybe we'll share some of the experiences that we've had with contractors in the past i yeah, mean uh you know if uh, on a advantage disadvantage scale you know like in-house guys don't know how good they have it right they, they really don't and as a, <laughs> they, i was an don't. in-house tech and i didn't realize how good i had it until i started training contractors and man i'm telling you like I had, they gave me my uniforms, they gave me tools, they gave me a truck, they gave me a gas card, I had insurance, I had a 401k, the list goes on, 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 on. If I was struggling with a metric, they'd put me in class and pay me a salary to sit and try to get better. Like, there was so many avenues that, and, and, and it was, I was set up to succeed. And what I mean by that is when I came in, right, they put you in like an eight-week training class. You do a mixture of being in a classroom. You get to ride out and see some stuff. Your boss will take you out, and you'll do an install as a team, like the new guys together. You're setting – they're setting you up to succeed. And just like you, I I was in in-house tech as well, and I remember going through new hire training. We had an entire week for home theater. We got five days to figure out how to plug in a receiver. So that's, that's yeah, dude. That's it's overkill. Me, it, it is. It is. But it, some guys take advantage of it, and some guys don't. But it's now. Now you don't have the excuse. You, you you know how to do it. But like you're saying, these contractors they didn't get the training that we got. Absolutely not. Like, dude. Like, I, you know, I've seen it because I, you know, I trained at two different contracting companies and. These guys got a week and a lot of times, sometimes you'll get two, but for the most part, you get a week. They'll come in. Like I remember this was my job for a while and I felt terrible for these guys because you're talking about guys that were delivering pizzas before they were working, uh, doing carpentry work. There was a guy that came in that was like an HVAC tech, you know, where he went around working on uh, heat and air units. 
Yep. They were from all walks of life. Had nothing. They had no idea about cable TV, and they sent them in, and they make. They made me sit in a room with you know eight or ten guys and put this PowerPoint up, and I had to explain to them in one day every avenue of their job in one day. The next day they went in pairs to do installs, and I had to follow them. What? So you had to take care of how many guys? I think it, the most I ever had at one time was like eight. But yeah, trying to make to help them, absolutely. So you had to follow around to four different jobs. Yeah. So, so get let me get this straight. You have eight guys that have no idea what they're doing. You send two of them into these houses with drills, and 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 I had to teach them everything to do on a basic install in the matter of eight hours. Okay. The matter of eight hours on like a Monday and then Tuesday they're going out in pairs to do installs. Now it wasn't so bad when I had like four guys, but still you feel bad for the guys. Cause I'm bouncing from house to house. And the one job may be, they tried to get them within reason. Right. But one job may be 10 miles from the other one. So I'm basically going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the truth be told, these guys are just doing what I'm telling them to do. So if they were on their own, they had no idea. Okay, well, you need to tie that off here. Uh, you know, what should we put in the, in the house box? Uh, you got three outlets. I got a unbalanced three-way. Put that in there, your levels, check your level. They don't know, right? So I'm telling them, Yeah. you can't learn shit in one day. Now, I'm not saying that that's the, the norm, right? But that that kind of shit happens. Like, that's what I experienced. And then, like, my second time around, their training, all their training was, there was no classroom training. It was all riding around helping guys, and they were paying a minimum wage to be basically a helper for about two weeks, and then they were on their own. And they wonder why the the overhead or the, the churn, you know, the turnover is so high for contractors. If you're set up in the beginning to fail, man, and you're not making any money because once you're on your own and you're really slow because you don't know what the hell you're doing, you're you're better off going to do something else, right? Because like you know, so it, it's kind of a catch twenty two. But I really, as a when I was a tech, I had no idea how good I had it until I seen the other side of it. And you know, they these guys, you know, in house techs. And when I was an in house tech, I bitched all the time about contractors, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's just a thing that we did because we're like, well, we got. We're getting paid by the hour for one. We have time to get these jobs done where they really yep. don't. Like I watched one time, this guy, I remember this kid, I don't remember his last name, so it ain't like I'm giving him away or anything, but this kid that went through a class that I had to run, his name was Travis. He was, I want to believe he was in, he was a military guy. He had been out for a few years and out of the army and he had went out and he'd worked at like a, newspaper or something for a few years working a press and they laid a bunch of people off now this is this years back now a couple years back but and he got he just the first job he could find was working being a cable contractor and i'm gonna tell you what had he been had the same advantages that i had to be a tech he would have been amazing because dude he took to it like a fish in water and i remember they sent him out one day and he says dude i don't think i can handle this very long and i was like wow what's up man they gave this kid nine AMs. Jesus. He had nine, eight to ten installs. And I'm like, what? And then I went back in and I was talking to the guys running the shop. He's like, 
Well, most of the guys got two or three. I was like, you're giving the brand new tech here that has no idea what he's doing anyway. He's not going to be fast. And even if he is fast, if he makes more than three, he's, he's, he's flying. That's impossible to hit nine. And now you're putting so much pressure on him that he's going to quit on you, man. Yeah. And I think he got done with all those AMs at like nine o'clock that night. And they didn't Jesus. move any of them off of him. And how how discouraging is that? One of your first weeks in the job and you're stuck working way later than you would ever anticipate. I mean, it, you should never be stuck out at nine o'clock. I mean, we've all been there. Don't get me wrong. But to, to be a, I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know. That scenario was very shitty. Yeah, that's I terrible. Mean, like, I remember there was a time when I was an in-house guy, when I was a service tech. I, they had they had fucked up routing, right? And they were routing. I was in the North Georgia. I was in Georgia. But they were routing the Georgia guys that it appeared in the back end that, that we had four more techs than we actually had, right? So they were routing work for, like, 17 guys. And we only had, what was it, 13 or something, 12. So four or five extra guys there, they were routing a full workload for. So we were all staying out till like 11 o'clock every night for like, this went on for like five or six months till they figured out what was causing it. And that in itself was rough, but I knew what the hell I was doing. Now, now put somebody in that situation that has no idea what the hell they're even supposed to be doing. Yeah. Does, that, that's just an impossible situation. Yeah, and so that's, and you know it's a setup. It's a setup to fail. Yeah, and and that's the reason that the turnover for contractors is so high. And well, do you do you blame them? Blame them whatsoever. I think that everything runs downhill. So, you know, cable operators use contractors to save money, right? That's essentially what it's for. Yeah, they don't pay these guys benefits or anything. Sad part is a lot of these guys are especially like the 1099s the 1099s are the saddest situation there is man yeah they're paying their own gas their own vehicle now they can make a lot of money if they just burn through things yeah which is actually counterproductive to the bottom line of the cable operator because if you're paying these you're paying these guys to do work you're paying them reasonably well because a lot of these 1099s get good pay rates right but you got to think all the overhead they have you know their gas their truck maintenance they have their own tools they have to buy their own meter their own uniforms yeah so that's all overhead but then the only way they can make up that overhead is if they just run through stuff so there's horror stories that we've all heard you know where the contractor walks in just sits the boxes in the floor and codes it complete right he don't give a shit about getting a repeat he don't care he's going to do this as long as he can until they kick him out and then he's going to go to another system somewhere and do it all over again the reason he's going to do that is because he's not making any money by actually doing the job yeah. They make it almost impossible for that man to make a living. So you can't actually hate on him. No. You have to understand that fact. But at the same time, when I, when we were techs, you know, if you look back at it, if that had happened, I'd have been like, son of a bitch. He didn't run a line in this house. He didn't do nothing. <laughs> well, that opinion changed. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, know, I know I started out that way as well. And I know when we started CATV Techs, that was a big thing for us was – contractors are no different than the rest of us they they actually get the shit end of the stick more than we do they're they're restricted on time and you know you realize why they move so fast is because like you said there's so much overhead so if they they drag ass at all they're they're not feeding their family 
So it makes sense why they would move quick, but it also makes sense why they would miss stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. There are, you always get your bad apples that do things that they shouldn't, but that goes for the same for in-house techs as well. It's not just contractors. There's that type of tech, no matter where it is in the field or whether you're in-house or contractor, there's, there's still terrible techs out there. Um, So I think it's it's still a job. You have to work. So I think they're kind of like the step, you know, redheaded stepchild, unfortunately, of the of the techs. Well, that's why if you look at anywhere, like right now, if you look on LinkedIn or like uh, we share sometimes some job ads, everybody's all, all these, these big, like there used to be a bunch of tiny contracting companies. And I feel like now in the last couple of years, they're being like a bought a, or like absolved i guess yeah they're being for. sucked up by a bigger company by all the bigger ones but all the bigger ones are always you can look if you google any state in the united states there's con- cable contracts and jobs all over the place yep they can't keep guys and that's the reason why yeah now i really believe if if these contracting companies would take these guys give them like four to six weeks let them learn the job treat them well Give them like a stipend to be able to buy uniforms or whatever. Just help them a little bit get started. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I believe it'd be a totally different game. But well, if you think about it, you you get this technician and you just throw them out there, and your turnover rate just becomes ridiculously high. So then, when they turn around and go, "Hey, well, we need more training," the contractor company probably looks, steps back, and looks at it and goes, "Well, these guys." They leave too quick, so why are we going to spend time? We're going to pay them for four weeks to train them. Why bother? They're just going to end up quitting two weeks later. So it's they're well, kind of the in that system. Exactly, they're kind of in that broken limbo. So, and it and it sucks because it's pretty much putting that stamp on the contractor. It's it's defining who they are when it shouldn't be the way that they're defined just because they're a contractor it's not their fault that everything that happens around them doesn't necessarily come from them it's just all the downsides of being a contractor well let me let me throw this out there in every contract between a cable operator and a contracting company they have a specific marks they have to hit in order to get paid right or even be allowed to work on the system so, for instance, like, say Charter is working with, I ain't going to name any contracting companies. I'll just make something up. ABC Cable, right? Yep. They're going to say in their contract, okay, you have to be certified by a third party. And they don't say specifically which one, but they'll give, like, options. Well, the contractors, they'll go and, like, NCTI has a, a – uh, has a core has a core, a full course for broadband installation, right? But nobody it's like eight hundred dollars. Nobody's gonna spend that. So they also have an option where they can get a certificate that shows they can work on the system for a hundred bucks. That must so be a southern thing. Will, I've oh, never heard of that up here. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Uh, I, and I for like a hundred bucks yeah, well, I was at the SCTE show last year, and there was a lot of people talking about that. Really? And yeah, it's a big deal, man. And because wow. they have to show that, like, a lot of times they need that just to be able to work on the system. So what happens in a lot of cases? 
they don't have training at all, but they'll bring all these guys into one room and there'll be a guy that knows the answers to this test. He'll walk around the room and give it to them. And they'll all have a certificate that says they're, they're certified in broadband installation, but they haven't learned anything. Yeah. So yeah. they only do the bare minimum for these guys that they have to do in order to be able to put them on the system and let them work. So what but you're telling me is out of it. they're literally just paying $100 for a fake ID. <laughs> they're paying a hundred dollars for a fake education. For the most part, yeah, for a piece just, of paper. Yeah, that says they do it, even though they really haven't been trained on it. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and that's that's like it's it's been like that for a long time. SETE is like that too. If you think about it, they yeah. have that that test. It's like ninety eight ninety nine dollars. You know, there's there's so many, but they they're required by the cable operators for these contractors just to work on the system. Yes. But they're not learning how to do the job. They're just being told answers to a test. And then they get thrown out there and they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to fuck with this. I'm making no money. I don't know what I'm doing. And they quit. And then if you go to the other side of that, you know, that's. <laughs> we we got to be careful because, you know, if there's any new contractors listening, they're probably listening to us going, oh, my God, what the fuck did I just do with my life? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, we we can't assume it's there. There are very good avenues, yeah, out there to if you want to do this job. There are avenues that, um, and eventually I could probably pass some good ones along to these guys. Uh, with that being said, there's there are avenues to get you where you need to be. Yep, but I this mean, is just the disadvantages of what they're going through, basically as a whole in a lot of places. Now, I'm not yeah. saying they're all this way. There's a lot of a lot of contracting companies do a good job with their guys. Yeah. Sometimes they come in and they're treated just like in-house guys, but that's very rare. Well, yeah. I mean, if you if you think about it, it's like you. I I used to be told it was like this. You, when they would schedule work out in the field, eighty percent would go to in-house and twenty percent would go to contractors. That way, if you know we didn't have enough work in-house they would just unfortunately take it away from the contractors to bring up back up to 80 percent but with that happening um taking food out of these guys mouths man yeah um yeah because they yeah. get paid by the job like if they did that to us when we were in-house we get paid by the hour so they didn't make a shit we'd sit in the parking lot and hang out with our buddies yeah we could care less right yeah it didn't but matter. Uh, for a contractor man they're like, fuck, I need work, dude. I've only made $30 a day, and I've been here for six hours, you know? Yeah. So a lot of – there's a lot of – to me, there's kind of more disadvantages in the contracting world than there is in the in-house world. I mean, you still get fucked over a lot working either way because, you know, you always want to plan stuff for your family. Okay, well, tonight we're going to go watch a movie or we – you know, little Jacob's got a baseball game or whatever the hell you want to do. we got a birthday party, you know, tonight at 7. And it don't always happen that way. And that is a disadvantage to just being a cable tech in general. But I feel like the contractors feel that a lot worse than the in-house guys do. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I remember talking to guys and they were contractors. You know, most contractors I've ever talked to out in the field, they're working six, seven days a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I used to work four 10-hour days. And granted, I, I know a lot of guys who work the four, the five five-day shift so they were getting out at four o'clock which was great but i liked only having to work four days i couldn't imagine having to work six seven days a week just to be able to i mean i have but 
to compare the two to me as an in-house tech only having to work four days a week to a contractor that's forced to work six days a week and my benefits are still better it's just yeah something's wrong with that yeah that's to do the exact same job yeah you know i mean i've had my experiences with contractors like i'm sure you have good and bad but i remember I had a tech who ended up, um, he had an install at a house I had a trouble call at. They just happened to schedule them at the same day. Um, and I don't know, you, you know how scheduling goes. It's not always the best. And um, talking to him and, you know, I gave him a hand. I helped him out. I was there anyways. It was a simple input issue anyway. So I didn't really spend a whole lot of time on it. And I was talking to him. I'm like, you know, how's the contracting world? I, you know, I know it sucks. And, he was telling me all about it. He's like, yeah, you know, work's tough. Um, he goes, they allow us to take trouble calls now. I'm like, oh, sweet. He's like, yeah. He's like, but I haven't seen one of those in a couple of weeks now. I'm like, well, uh, I have one. I'm like, do you want it? And he's like, really? I'm like, it's a simple job. I'm like, I'll even come help you. I'm like, I'll have dispatch move it to you and give me a tech assist. That way you can get credit for the job. And the guy's like, oh, no way. So I went with him to the next job and, you know, we, we crushed that one in 15, 20 minutes. So it, it was nice to kind of like, They let you do that in dispatch? They let us do it. Um, it was the one time I really ever did it. So I'm sure if we did it consistently, people would have caught on. But the kid had nothing for the rest of the day. And I, I really didn't have anything. We both got along and we worked well together so i was like hey man if if he's gonna get paid more and i'm gonna get paid the same no matter what why not give it to him yeah i mean and that's a that's great dude you know it it's um it's kind of sad how the the i think this thing has been broken for so long how the work is sent out how they contract x amount to these guys and how they pay them how they treat them like we're all in this together. We're all the same. We're the same. We're all breathing, walking human beings. We all do the exact same work and it shouldn't be as different as it is. Yeah. And now you say that now I live in a system where the entire system is ran by contractors. There is not but one in in house tech for this system I live in. And they're treated really well. They make upwards of like $25 an hour. Well, yeah, that because they're is, pretty much the monopoly of the technicians for that Exactly. <laughs> but that is a very big rarity to yeah, the, the industry as a whole. Uh, and, and that's a fiber to the home system, too. So these guys have to know things that, you know, the standard HFC guy wouldn't know that works on just a normal cable plant. So it's it, so I understand how they pay them and they pay them really well, but that's a very that's not the norm by any means. Um, you know, my personal experience, I've had I've had good and bad, like you said, with with contractors. Like uh, my biggest ones, uh, I think I told you this story a few days ago. Um, I was on a one outlet install for a modem, and the Directv <laughs> guy showed up. Yeah, and. Uh, he was in his little beater truck. Man, I felt bad for him. Kind of, I didn't tell you this part, but I felt bad for him when he showed up. He was in like this little S10 truck. It was like, it almost looked like a little low rider. You'd see like somebody with hip hop music and it was bouncing or something, you know, it was sitting <laughs> so low to the ground oh. and it had stickers on it. It said die tech or something on them, you know, and, 
it had like it looked like somebody took a damn sledgehammer and just beat the shit out of the body it was beat to hell and the back of his truck was full of uh those big plastic tubs and shit well Wait, like, i had like hooked up totes? the mode I, yeah those big totes the, the guys I, I, i'm assuming around. it was cable boxes big and totes, totes and i'm assuming it had <laughs> had you know cable and shit in it he needed and boxes and whatever Jesus. and that's freaking, I couldn't his, even and, imagine, especially in a rainy day. Yeah, it was, it was in a good situation. And he had a little ladder rack on it, had one little step ladder on it. <laughs> and well, I didn't think much about it. I, did, I was pretty cordial with him. I'm like, hey, man, how are you? You know, and uh, all I had to do when I got there is I had to run an outlet from the ground block, like maybe seven to eight to 10 feet at the most, down the wall, right into the wall. And it didn't take me 10 minutes to do it. And I hooked the modem up and I was activating it in my truck. And I think I told you this the other day, you remember where it's like activating little dots would go, you know? Yeah. And it popped. It said activation failed. And I'm like, what the, what? <laughs> so I go in and I look and my modem's offline. Then I walk back out to the side. He had cut my, my cable loose and he had hooked the direct TV to it. <laughs> oh and my I'm like, God. What, what are you doing, man? Like, what's up, dude? He goes, that's my line. I said, how's it your line? I just ran it. That's my ground. I just ran it. Like, so that was a bad deal. Like, to me, I understand you're not getting paid with the shit, but it ain't going to take you 10 minutes to run a line 10 feet, right? See, it's just not going to happen. But that even shows you, no matter what kind of, I mean, it wasn't a cable technician. That was a satellite technician. So yeah, no matter but what at the same time, you know, yeah, they're bad, bad techs everywhere, but I don't, that was literally the case of a bad tech, right? He was just too lazy to run a line and it, it was, didn't get, didn't get resolved. <laughs> no, that was the case of a shitty person. It didn't get resolved until the man that was like there, the owner of the house, he like walked out and he says, uh, what's going on guys? And I was like, dude, I, I had you hooked up and he stole my outlet. He said, didn't you just run you a line in there? I said, I did. He said, well, I think I would like a new one for my TV. And that guy turned fucking red, man, that tech, that dish tech. And he just, like, stormed off to his truck. And I hooked the shit back up and got that guy on and took off. But, you know, there that that was, a like, a one-off. But there's been a lot of times, I think we all went through it, where we'd, we'd get, like, a, especially when they were doing those failed self-install kits, like, years ago. Mm. Um, or they would code them as failed self-install kits, when in reality, like, a contractor would, like, they were getting paid at one point to like drop stuff off, right? For self-installs. And really? they were supposed to make sure. Yeah. And wow. down here they did for a while. They were paying contractors to what they did. They would call them hot. They would hot tap it. They were supposed to hook it up at the tap. They were supposed to hook up all the outlets in the ground block, make sure they were clean, didn't have any ingress on it. And then they were supposed to leave the stuff at the door. Huh. Well, 99.9999999% of the time, there, the drop either wasn't hooked up or there wasn't even a drop there. The cable, like the ground block, you go by over where the ground block should be and like all the cable and shit's like thrown up on the ground. There's no house box, no ground. There's nothing there. So like it would turn into a full blown install. So that, that shit got frustrating because I, I run a lot of those for a while. But then at the same time, you go back to what we talked about earlier. These guys ain't making shit. They probably made $9 to drop that shit off, right? Yep. Well, if I do 10 of these in a day, I make 90 bucks. If I do three, because I got to hang these drops that I can't charge for, fuck that. I'm not doing it. And you can't blame them. Yep. You know, and it's, it's I mean, in, in one way, it's not justifiable because 
you do choose the job. You you do that's what you decided to do. So it's unfortunately not, not necessarily. Kinda... Before you say that, don't say that. Here's the, you know, the world's a tough place to be in. No, right? I think we I can know. both agree on that. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes you just have to find a job, and you know, some of these guys, and sometimes, dude, I'm telling you, I've seen it too, where a guy will start as a contractor, he'll starve to death for a while. Eventually, he'll work his ass off. And he'll either run the area he's in for the contracting company yep. or he'll get a job as an in-house guy. Like they're not all bad stories. No. I, uh, all I I'm mean, saying is that it's, it's just a, there's a lot more advantages to being an in-house technician than there is to being a contractor. Yeah. Yep. For, for uh, the long term of being a cable tech. Oh my God. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, like you said, I know plenty of in-house guys that were contractors because that's that's the best direction to go it's your best bet is to unfortunately kind of bust your ass for six months to a year make sure your numbers are as best as they can be and put that on your resume when you go to try to go in-house and hope that you get one of those spots that pop up Uh, yeah and 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 i and i wish that for anybody who really wants to do this long term that they get those opportunities um you know but at the same time there's more sad stories that about how these guys are, are dealt with and treated and there are success stories. Yeah. So when we get a success story, like it's something that we should really talk about, like, uh, because they, they need to be known that it is possible. Like I hate, like whenever you go to work and you feel, if you show up at work and you feel like, fuck man, I, I have no, I'm, there's, I have no way out of this. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm not making any money. How am I going to pay my power bill that I should be able to pay? if I had a paycheck, but they're not giving me any work. Like that's just a hard situation. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, that's in the long, long, big scheme of things. If it was me, if, if they would change the way it's the formula they've used for so long and got things done, but they're spending twice as much money doing it. I'm talking about the cable operators. They would find a way to be able to pay these guys equally or close to equally as the in-house guys. And, actually bring them in for a career instead of just something they do for six or eight weeks and then realize they're not ever going to make a living and they quit. Yeah. Or, or just train the guys. Yeah. That's, that's a big part of it. You know, set them up for success instead of failure. Exactly. There would be a lot less repeats. There'd be a lot less unhappy people. If you go anywhere, any, any forum anywhere, you're going to find like customers that just hate fucking Comcast, right? They just yeah. hate them. The reason they hate them is a lot of times is because of a bad contractor. Yep. Is it really his fault? In a way it is, but in another way you got to look at it. Well, dude, I'm making $35. I'm not doing nine wall fishes in this big ass house and you can't blame him. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's you, you, we all point our finger at that contractor, but for that one guy who, you know, maybe failed, there's, there's another 75 guys behind them that succeeded you only see the ones that fail us as technicians we we don't go back to jobs that succeed because if the tech succeeded why would we be going back so it's yeah again you you got bad eggs no matter what side you're on in-house or contractor but i don't know i hope if anybody takes from from this episode is give the contractors a break it's they're just trying to do their job too and there's they're just trying to make a living like the rest of us and there (laughs) there are city techs on both sides of the fence yep so last thing i'll say before we get off tonight whether you're an in-house technician or you're a contractor 
approach the job and take pride in what you're doing to the best of your ability within reason. That's the best thing I can say. Yeah. Yep. Um, I could say just hurry up and try to get in house. (laughs) 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 The benefits are there, man. It's not worth it anywhere else. No, I can't say Uh, that. But like you said, I mean, you like you had that that in your system where you are. It's it's all ran by contractors, and they get they have the monopoly. They're getting paid twenty five bucks an hour, so it's not all contracting is bad. But I I feel like the uh, the bigger the bigger the system, the more busy it is. The the more they get the more they get pushed off to the side, and the the harder it becomes for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I I would say, bigger cities they 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 struggle a lot harder. I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even imagine starting this job and having to fork out that kind of money for tools. And if not even fork out, I know they make it so you can do payment plans. So it comes right out of your paycheck month. You know, every time week you get paid, they take out a little for tools and stuff like that. But I couldn't even met. <laughs> How many tools have you lost as a technician? And you just go back to the office and go, yep, lost my freaking cutters. You need a new pair. Yeah. Thanks. And they just hand it to you. I mean, I know guys who had two sets of tools because they just told the they told the coach that they, you know, they lost their tools and they just hand them over a brand new one without even batting an eyelid. As a contractor, if you legitimately lose yours, that's it. You're you're dishing out another, you know, fifty, sixty bucks for that compression tool. Those things aren't yeah, cheap. Yeah, they're expensive. That that's a like like we said earlier, man. That's another disadvantage to, to being a contractor versus a, being an in-house tech. The tools and like you got to think meters, man. In-house has every advantage known to man. The contractors get what's left over, and they expect them to compete at the same level. It's just yeah. not not feasible. And you know what though? You know what that tells me? That tells me that any contractor that's now an in-house tech, they're above that just in-house tech. If you can. If you can succeed as a contractor and become an in-house tech, you're one good tech. You you definitely you have my respect. Absolutely, man. You know. Well, I, I'm gonna we're gonna end on this. I think I just want to say, guys out there, regardless if you're you are working for a cable operator or work for a contractor, like I said earlier, take pride in what you're doing. You know, good things happen to hard workers and. Uh, we're always here for you, uh, and you're no different if you're a contractor, if you're an in-house tech. I have the most respect for you guys. We're all cable technicians. We all do the same job. So, yeah, all you in-house guys out there, man, give the contractors a little bit of grief. You kind of got a little backstory of what they go through. Yeah, it's, it's not always greener on the other side. So, no, um, but no, thank you, everybody, for joining. Um, We'll catch you next time. Um, uh, we got a couple of things in the works. Again, we're going to get some guests on here soon. We're here for you guys. We're here for the techs. Uh, come to blow off steam. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. See you. Like what you just heard? Then don't forget to click that subscribe button. Questions for the hosts or just want to say hello? You can email us at catvtechtalk at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash catvtechs. Thanks again for joining us and don't forget, climbing, crawling, drilling, driving is just the beginning.